I mean, Gurn with the four of the Gators. Okay. Oh, okay. Just as, I was just checking to see if you were listening. From Destroyam, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Momentum, excitement. Energy, you know, I mean, they say all this stuff and you know what they mean, but you, you know, it doesn't describe what you mean. I mean, it's just sort of out there. You got barbecue back there and you didn't invite me. Hurt my feelings. I was just worried about, you know, listening to, you know, all, all your guys' rap poison. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. Here are your hosts, Sergio and Tyler. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are previewing everything for week five of the 2021 college football season. We'll talk about our Gators. We will talk about the massive slate of games this week, Tyler. Um, and we will get to our two-point conversion games as well. Um, but as always, if you would like um, access to the napkin, the exclusive uh, Sideline Judgment gambling picks for the week, uh, go ahead and send your email to sidelinejudgment at gmail.com. That is judgment with an E. And I will put you on the mailing list and you will be receiving the napkin this Friday in your email, which uh, is today, the day you're listening to this podcast. So go ahead and check your email. You will have the napkin there. Um, Tyler, let's talk about the Gators. Number 10th ranked Gators are taking on Kentucky. They're heading to the grocery store. It's a six o'clock Eastern kickoff on ESPN. Um, what do we want to see? What do we think is happening in this game? Uh, what I think is going to happen is that Kentucky is going to get to a really hot start, a really emotional hot start, really early. We're thinking t- the same. One or two We're touchdowns. The same. Um, Will Levis is going to connect on a deep ball to Wandell Robinson for a touchdown. It's going to be the end of the world. Uh, Emory Jones is going to throw an interception, and there's it's going to look bad in the first quarter. Is what I think is going to happen. Genuinely, for, for I us, genuinely think that Gators. is what's going to happen. It's going to look bad in the for the Gators in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I do, however, believe ultimately Florida will probably win the game. Okay. Uh, will, because will, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can I ask a question? Yes. Will clearly we're going to have to mute the group chats and Twitter at the beginning of the game. Will we win in a manner that is sufficient for the general Florida Gators fan base at the end of the game? Or will there, be, will there be more questions and how are we going to beat Georgia that way afterwards? Probably more the second, just because I know the fan yeah. base of which I I'm, I dwell. Um, <laughs> yes. And well, the reality is, is that Anthony Richardson will probably not play, which would mean um, that no matter what happens, it'll be un, it, it will be unsatisfying because people would just be like, we would have won more with AR, we would have won with AR, or we would lose worse with it, we would lose not as bad with. With AR to anything, um, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Maybe it's true, but it doesn't really do us any help to um, think about it like that. I think with the run, I think with the running game being the way it is, mm-hmm. um, and being even when we're down from a time perspective, Florida can still rely on their running game yes. and run their kind of base. Florida has never really needed to so far, even when they're down, run anything but their base offense. So I think that knowing that, that would be helpful. That would help. This game's probably going to go by shorter because both teams like to really like to run the ball. Yeah. Um, 
I am a little worried about the defense in this game just because Kentucky has a way um, when they're at home mm-hmm. of really hitting big plays on this team. Yeah. But I, I don't think this is as good as the Kentucky teams we've seen in the years past. Right. Um, this is kind of an average Kentucky team. So now from an offensive perspective, I think Emory Jones will play fine. I'm definitely expecting him to throw a pick on his first uh, true SEC road start. Like, Mm-hmm. He will definitely throw a pick at some point, in my opinion. And that's okay. Um, I think Florida will ultimately win the game because they will outlast and like out-talent the Kentucky Wildcats. Right. But I don't think it's going to be pretty. I just really don't think people are going to be satisfied when it's over. Luckily, Vanderbilt's the week after. so um, Right. And, and I think to your ugly winning point, I agree because I think this game is going to be decided in the trenches. Uh, on both sides of the ball. I think Kentucky likes to run the football and our defensive line is definitely the best unit of our defense. I think we're going to be able to cause some disruption. I think we're going to be able to get in the backfield, get some stops in that way. And on the other side of the ball, I do think that we're, this offensive line is the best offensive line we've seen in a few years. And I think they're going to be able to get some blockage. And I think that Malik Davis and Damian Pierce and Naquan Wright are going to be able to run a lot. And I think there's going to be a lot of designed runs with Emory. I think we're going to see Anthony Richardson for the first time in a couple weeks this game, and it's going to be a lot of designed run. Maybe they bring him in to do the play action and throw the deep ball because, you know, he's got a cannon of an arm. Um, stuff like that. So for me, the game is going to be decided in the trenches, and I think that this team is capable of winning this football game very comfortably after they pull ahead. You know what I mean? I do think it's going to be a rough start because it is Emory's first true road start in the SEC. The grocery store is not to be taken lightly. Um, I call it that because it's Kroger Field. I want to clarify that. I've given it that nickname. It's Kroger Field, but I'm calling it the grocery store. Good. Now that that's established, we'll keep going forward. Tough environment to play, as we saw. That's the last time. I mean, the last time we were here, Felipe Franks got his leg. The course of Gator history was changed forever the last time it, we played. It's in true. Stadium. It's true. So, you know, I think it'll be different. I think... Um, it'll be more of a running game plan like we've talked about before. And yeah, I think the Gators will win. Um, hopefully the secondary can eliminate those explosive couple explosive plays that we think that Kentucky can pull off. And yeah, that's, that's how I feel. So I'll take the Gators, but like you slow start. It is not going to be a pretty game. It's just not going to be a pretty game. Like, cause I, I just know we've done this dance too many times. Yeah, we have. It is not easy for Florida to win in this environment because this is Kentucky Super Bowl. Yeah. And that's like, I'm not saying that as a diss. That's just fact. Mm -hmm. Like Kentucky puts a lot into this game and they've only won it once in the last 30 something years. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, I think, I think that was the best thing to happen to this program. That loss. I agree. Mark Stoops is a hall of fame Kentucky for Kentucky. Mark Mark Stoops is like probably one of the greatest coaches they've ever had now. He's he's after because of that. He might be the second best coach after Bear Bryant. I, mean, I can't really argue that. I can't. Look. Right. I mean, not not exaggerating there. So, um, all right. So, ugly game. I guess that's what we got to look forward to, huh? Yay. Speaking of um, speaking of rough and tough and line of scrimmage play and ugly football, it's going to be good to watch. Five wide, Tyler. You are going to start off this week. Um, the first game. It. it if you're not if you're not up for game day this Saturday, this first game is going to just smack you in the face and say, "Get up, get out of bed, you lazy son of a gun." 
the number eight ranked Arkansas Razorbacks travel to Athens to take on the number two ranked Georgia Bulldogs in a top 10 matchup of SEC teams. It is a noon kickoff. Noon is a top 10 SEC matchup kicking off at noon. And it is on ESPN. Tyler, you pick first. Who do you have in this game? Look, (laughs) y'all. That really got you, didn't it? (laughs) It did. It did get me. I'm sorry. Look, y'all. You know. You know where I stand. From precision of with the with Georgia Bulldogs, you know where I stand and my personal feelings towards them. Uh huh. And I don't ever condone letting that get in the way of the way I pick games. So I'm not going to do that. Oh, I thought you were going to so do with it. With my head, I'm going to uh-huh. pick the Arkansas Razorbacks. So, <laughs> Riddle, entertain me for a second. Okay. In a world. Where Sam Pittman was the former you hear offensive what I said? line like, coach. Yes, but I said entertain me for a second. Okay. In a world where Sam Pittman, the former offensive line coach from Georgia, was passed over by every program that had openings over the past few years. And he landed on his feet in Fayetteville, is recruiting his tail off, is dominating the state of Arkansas again is able to keep recruits home in one of the most talent-rich states in the country. I still don't think it's good enough to beat this Georgia defense because this Georgia defense is... Dude, it's incredible. (laughs) This Georgia defense... In order to beat this Georgia defense, you have to have a game plan customized to this game, of which I believe there might be three or four coaches in the country that can do it. Saban, Mullen, um, uh, there's two others out there. You don't there's a couple. There's, there's got to be a couple others out there, but that's what I believe. I, I really do. This Georgia defense is incredible. Now, I like what I've seen out of this Arkansas defense. They are physical. They are getting after the quarterback. They are establishing themselves. What I want to look out for in this football game is. Can the Arkansas defense disrupt the Georgia offense enough for them to stay in the game? If they can do that through four quarters, Arkansas has a chance. But I do think, especially we don't know the status of KJ Jefferson. We don't know if he's going to be fully healthy and clear to play in this game. And because of that uh, unsureness recording on Tuesday night, I'm not sure. I'd rather go with Georgia. Wow. I am with you. I am doing this with my head i'm not doing this with my heart i hope we're both wrong and arkansas blows them out i really do what do you say both wrong i picked arkansas you said georgia i said arkansas oh that's why i asked that's why i asked did you hear what i said because i said look i'm going i did a whole thing where i'm like i'm gonna pick with my head instead of my heart so i'm gonna pick with my head i'm picking arkansas Oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. I'm so what the sorry. Hell, man? I went on that entire I went on that entire speech. Like I agreed I with you the entire time. I'm like, wow, coward. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um so before you so rudely cut me off for I could explain why I picked Arkansas earlier because you assumed I was just gonna pick Georgia. I really did it. I'm so sorry. I'm so tired. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm gonna talk about why I think Arkansas can win this game from an actual strategic standpoint. Sergio. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. 
Georgia beat Clemson first game of the season. I think we can all agree that that does not really mean that much anymore. Um, Throw it out the window. They have looked okay. They they've looked great, honestly. But who have they played? Vanderbilt. I don't Come know on. what their cupcake uh, they played was. South Carolina. They beat up on South Carolina. And South Carolina. But in a way, it wasn't really that impressive to me. They have JT Daniels has played like one quarter since that Georgia game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was against Vanderbilt. So it did. I would totally see Georgia winning here, but I'm going to mm-hmm. go with the momentum that comes with Arkansas. I'm going to go with a team that can match them up on the line of scrimmage. Cause I feel like Sam Pittman can do that. And I'm going to bet right now on KJ Jefferson coming back okay. and being able to play full, because I do think if he's able to play, he is in a better rhythm than JT Daniels is in. Um, and again, we talked about it before. JC Daniels did not really like he's fine. He's probably one of the better ones that they've had. I mean, he could arguably be more productive of a passer than Jake Fromm. Like, not mm-hmm. from a place in the program history standpoint. I'm talking about like from a matchup standpoint. Right. But he hasn't played much really at all since Clemson, and he wasn't even really that good. They didn't score an offensive touchdown in that game. I'm going with Arkansas because I'm going to ride the momentum. Um, even though it's on a road environment, unless because Sam Pittman, Sergio, who doesn't listen Sorry. to his podcast co-host. Sorry. I'm going to blame that on Zencaster and the audio delay that sometimes happens. That's why I double checked. I was like, you did hear that I said Arkansas. Like, I was going for the switcheroo, which is what no. you did. And you just didn't even hear mine. Like, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I'm so sorry. I feel horrendous <laughs> right now. I'm so sorry. Um, that... Never just assume that I agree with you on Georgia. Can I though? <laughs> you should. You you did, and I did, you, and, it, and it bit me in the butt. You're all right. Um, I want to. I want to publicly. This is like when your parents fight, listeners. This, this is how <laughs> it must feel. Tyler and I out here having our first legitimate argument on the podcast, and it's solely because I didn't listen to him, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just feel. Um, I feel like I'm not seen. You know, like, like <laughs> um, or something that I know for a fact we agree on is the level of talent in the Cincinnati secondary. Can we agree on that for sure? Yeah. More Absolutely. so the level of swag because none of them wear double digits. As Tyler said, because I am listening, do not think that you can just go up against a secondary that wears all single digit numbers and come out the same way you came in. It's not happening, Tyler. It's not happening. You know it. I know it. The people know it. Does Notre Dame know that? Great question. We don't know. Um, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, 2.30 Eastern on NBC. I cannot believe that I'm going to be like heavily emotionally invested in a Notre Dame football game, but I will be heavily invested in this Notre Dame football game. I'm picking Cincinnati because I believe Cincinnati to be the better team. They have the better quarterback. Desmond Ritter is better than undoubted. You can't undoubted, dispute right. that. He's better than whoever the backup is right now. Who's who we don't know. He might get the start, whatever. And I think he's better than Jack Cohn on one ankle or on both healthy ankles. I just think he's better defensively. Notre Dame last year is not the Notre Dame of this year. Cincinnati of last year is the Cincinnati of this year. Only better. They've got the same experience or they've got more experience. I should say, the secondary are playing fantastic and looking good, looking good doing it. Um, I really do think Cincinnati can go into South Bend and win this football game. I truly believe it. I think Luke Fickle is going to 
put on a coaching clinic. He's going to be able to find ways to um, defensively make it difficult for whoever the quarterback is for um, Notre Dame. Give me Cincinnati. Put some respect on my Bearcats. All right. Are you listening to what I'm about to say? Are you actually loud like, and clear? Okay, are you listening to me? I'm I'm gonna put the microphone down. Okay. Put now put both hands on your headphones to make sure you, you can hear this. All right. To quote you, Sergio de la Espreya, you got me messed up <laughs> if you think Jack Cohn is throwing on a secondary that all wears single digit numbers. Give me Cincinnati Bearcats. I don't care about anything else. That's fantastic. I apologize for the echoes on my clap. My microphone was literally down and just sound bounced everywhere. Um, yeah, Tyler, we are unified in this one. We are in agreement. Can I please read the text message that I sent to you? Um, I also sent the two friends of the podcast, Kevin Borba, um, Longhorn Wires, um, Texas Longhorn correspondent. Um, let me pull it up. I am scrolling. I am scrolling. I am scrolling. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Here we go. Can't wait for the Notre Dame has turned it around stories this week, only for them to turn into Notre Dame was never really that good after Cincinnati beats them next week. I said that on Saturday. I'm saying it on Tuesday here. It will be uploaded on Friday in your ears, listeners. Remember that phrase. When Cincinnati wins this football game and how the national narrative changes about what Cincinnati is, because if you would have told us last season, what did, what did we say last season or in the off season? Okay. Yeah. Cincinnati had a great year last year, but next year they're going to get really tested. They go on the road to Indiana and Notre Dame. If they can win those games, they're for sure in the playoff conversation. My, my look how the goalposts have moved. Color me shocked. Cincinnati needs to go out and put a statement. Make a statement. Make a statement. Win this football game. Win this football game decisively. I don't know if it's gonna be. It's not gonna be a blowout. Um, but win this football game. Did you know that they're a one and a half point favorite? I did not. Notre Dame is a home dog. It's it's one and a half points, which is not a lot. It's basically a pick. Basically a toss up then. From but Vegas is respecting them. Yeah. Vegas Vegas looked the secondary and went. Oh, there's no way we can make Notre Dame a favorite. With Jack Cohn at quarterback? No, I can't do it. Can't do it. So, I'm so glad I'm on the Cincinnati hype train. Uh, Next up, we have Ole Miss taking on Alabama, the 3.30 CBS game of the week. Um, You were picking first. I'm picking first. I am passing the baton. Okay. So... (laughs) Try to say this loud and clear. Um, we get it. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Jeez. I just can't believe that you you robbed me of my big switcheroo <laughs> moment just to have your own. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, um, okay. Open title of this episode: Week Four Preview, Week Five Preview, and Sergio is sorry. <laughs> so Ole Miss is traveling to face Alabama. Uh, Alabama's second huge test of the year. And Ole Miss is really big first huge test of the year. Um, Alabama looks good. They look like Alabama, but they look like one of the weaker, still coming into shape versions of Alabama. Ole Miss has looked great. Um, I took a swing with the Arkansas pick, going for a bit of the underdog. 
the unconventional SEC West team. And you know what? I'm going to do it again. Um, and I'm going to pick Ole Miss. I'm actually going to pick Ole Miss to go in there and to just Lane Kiffin to have a revenge game throw all over Alabama. Matt Corral and those wide receivers coming into sync. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I think that that team can do it. Um, if there's any team in the country, any program that can just win unconventional games against Alabama, that's not Auburn. It's Ole Miss. Um, <laughs> uh, I realized as I said that, that's just Auburn. Um, but I, I would argue that's not Gus Malzahn. There you go. That's better. Um, <laughs> I'm Yeah, I'm going to take Ole Miss just because like, you know, I know I'm behind on the five wide two point conversion, but I can't let that affect the way that I think. And maybe this is stupid. Both of these picks are stupid, but bet y'all hit on one of them. Um, <laughs> and I think I'm going to go with Ole Miss because I like what I've seen out of, you know, Matt Corral and that group. It's just, it's hard for me now that Lane Kiffin's there and it's not against Louisville um, when mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin wasn't even calling the plays. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to see them bottling up Ole Miss that much. Yeah. So this is going to be a fun game. Fun it will indeed. Um, Tyler, I want you to think of a world. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, no. I want you to think of a world where Alabama loses to Ole Miss. Georgia goes to number one in the country because they beat Arkansas. And then Florida takes down the number one team in the country in Jacksonville. I'd be down for that. I'd be really down for that. And for that reason, not for that reason alone, but that is a nice reason. I would like for you to put an S next to the T because I am also taking Ole Miss in this football oh, game. Oh no, we're both going against Alabama. This is not good. Let me let. But here's the thing. Let's ex, let's explain. Last year, the Ole Miss Bama game was like a seven point game, and it was nowhere near. That Ole Miss team no, was better in this. Oh, that Ole Miss team was way worse. Yes, we have we have come back to the middle in terms of Bama kind of regressing a bit towards the mean and Ole Miss ascending up to where they want to be. And we said this: if there's one team that can beat Alabama before the season, it was Ole Miss. Now, after what Florida showed against Alabama, and they came within two points, I really think that Lane Kiffin's offense should just kind of go. First of all, bet the bet the over. I don't know, care what the number is. Bet the over. This game is there's a hundred points being scored in this game, some way or another. And I I think Kiffin can do it, dude. I really do. Yeah, and he's had I a think, week I off to prepare. And Kiffin has had a week off, and he's been able to look at to see what worked with Florida. Um, the one benefit is that this game is in Tuscaloosa. So uh, yeah, if this game was in Oxford, it'd be really interesting. If this but game almost- was in Oxford, I would. I'd be rushing to the to the window at the sports book. But Ole Miss has won in uh, Tuscaloosa before. And they Lane have won in a better coach than all of those coaches. Correct. And this is a worse Alabama team than those Alabama teams. Yeah. So Sorry. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I, genuinely, genuinely, I believe so. so oh, it's going to be fun. Um, number 21, Baylor going up against number 19, Oklahoma State. So this is a top 25 matchup. We are obligated to put this in the five wide. 7 p.m. on ESPN2. I'm going to be honest. I'm not the most excited about this football game because A, the Gator game is going to be on at the same time. And B, of all of the games in five wide, I'm not as excited. But I am ex- I do want to see Baylor's defense, how they go up and they hold up against a Mike Gundy coached offense because we know that Mike Gundy likes to do a little bit of experimentation, likes to do some kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't fully trust Spencer Sanders. I don't fully 
believe in Oklahoma State. Um, I think Baylor moves to 5-0 and here. I'm going to take Baylor in a defensive matchup, and I think they go on the road to Stillwater, and people are looking next week going, Baylor could make the Big 12 title game? Because, as we said, the Big 12 is wide open this season. So... I am going to agree with you on that. I, okay. I think Baylor's also winning this game because uh, Baylor's been a very quiet 4-0. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, quietest the of 4-0s. What? The quietest of 4-0s. Hmm. Uh, and Oklahoma State's been, you know, fine. I, I still hold to what we said last week before the game against Kansas State and mm-hmm. much of my way I consider them. Um, Oklahoma State could, could win this game, but... I'm gonna go, but they had a big win last week, so I feel like maybe Baylor's prime. And Baylor had a big win last week too, mm-hmm. but I think I'm gonna swing it in Baylor's favor this time. Right. I, I like what I'm seeing out of this team. Mm-hmm. Me too, and, it, and it's very much Dave Aranda's philosophy, like identities. Like you can tell, he's the coach of this team. They're good defensively. Um, offensively, they're doing just enough to get by, and they're really relying on their defense. It's it's very. It's Frank Beamer. It's Beamer ball light in a way where how, how Frank Beamer would do defense and special teams as a way to carry his offense when he didn't have Michael Vick. Um, <laughs> and Baylor's kind of like a light down, watered down version of that right now. And it's kind of fun to watch. Um, I'm excited to have this be the second screen because I want to be able to, you know, see what see what happens in that sense. So uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State, we both pick Baylor. And the last five wide game is an SEC matchup that in other years – could potentially host college game day this year. It's kind of an afterthought. It's the number 22 ranked Auburn Tigers taking on LSU nine o'clock kickoff on ESPN. It's right after the Gator game. Don't have to change the channel. Tyler, you pick first. Who do you have in this game? Hmm. 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 All right. Listen. These game, these teams are interesting to me. We've talked at length this this year about LSU and how weird they are and how much every win Coach O needs. It's just so bad because the schedule is it's bad. Um, and Auburn is all over the place because it's Auburn. And given that I feel like Bo Nix might start again, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know. Ultimately, it comes down to the fact that I'm not really sure. Like, I could totally see both teams winning it because, like, I feel like Auburn, top to bottom, this year is a better football team. I but agree. They are Auburn, and that doesn't mean squat. Like, um, mm-hmm. like end of the day, I still think Auburn will have a better season than LSU, but they could lose this game so easily because it's LSU. So, what it comes mm-hmm. down to is the fact that ever since the '90s, no Auburn or LSU game has been won by the visitor. So, I'm going to go with LSU. Yeah, um, you can go ahead and put me down for LSU as well. Oh. And for me, for me, it's more of a different principle. Like, yes, no road team has won in the past 10 years. Um, but when you look at their schedule going forward, uh, from what I saw last week, I think they're a better team than we saw thought at the beginning of the season. I still don't think they're a fantastic team, but they're still three and one. You know what I mean? They're still three and one. There's still wins to be had here. Um, I think they win beat Auburn next week. The week after that, they go to the grocery store. I think they win that game as well. And they go into the Florida game at home. Um, two, three, four, five and one. But then after that, I think, look, I think they lose to Florida. 
I think they lose to Ole Miss. I think they lose to Alabama. I think they'll lose to Arkansas. So they'll be five and one, and then they'll drop down to five and four. I think the wins have to come at some point, and I think Auburn at home is probably the right recipe for success there. Um, of so their big it. games, this is the one that they could probably most likely win. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I'll also take LSU. So. All right, that's it for five wide. Let's move over to two-point conversion. Tyler, for me, it's simple. I already know what I want. I knew it. I knew you'd pick this. Come on, dude. I've done it every year. I've done it every single year this game is played. It is Shula Bowl week. (laughs) FAU is taking on FIU uh, at FAU Stadium. I have tickets to the game. I will be going to the game. Um, I'll probably stay. I I will. I probably, if you were here, I'd take you, but you were not here, Hollywood Tyler. Um, and so I will be going to the game and I'll probably stay till about halftime because I want to watch the Gator game. And if I'm being honest, FIU is not very good this year. And FAU looks like a good group of five football team. Um, give me FAU over FIU in the Shula bowl. I put my faith in the owls. Um, I don't put my faith in Willie Taggart. I put my faith in the owls. Let's clarify that statement. All right. Um, that's my two point. It's an emotional pick. I know, but just be be thankful no, that okay. my emotional it's okay. It's okay. Be, thank, be, be thankful that my emotional picks aren't like Ohio State over Akron, you know, like easy layup games. Yeah, I think yeah. Well, I think I'll get the two points, but oh last. yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, <laughs> all right, my my turn. Um, a lot Your of interesting turn. like small games uh, this mm-hmm. week as opposed to the five wide that we picked. Michigan, Wisconsin's a big one. Uh, Tennessee, Missouri is interesting. Pitt, Georgia Tech really tempts me. Oh. That really tempts oh, me. Oh, that is a sideline judgment game if I've ever seen one. Yeah, it really tempts me. But because it's Pitt and Georgia Tech, I'm terrified Stay of picking away. it because Stay I away. have no freaking clue. <laughs> and I need these two points. <laughs> yeah, that that could be that could be a 35 to 34 shootout, or that could be a 10 to 7 game that's won on a scoop and score. Like, who yeah. knows what happens there? So also some interesting Boston College versus Clemson is super interesting because that is a game where you're going to really see like Clemson needs to win it to stay ranked. Yeah. If Clemson goes unranked, that'd be crazy to me. Um, Washington versus Oregon state is very interesting because Washington, while more talented, missing the mm-hmm. offense that uh, Oregon state has um, Arizona or, or, state or fresh UCLA. off of a fresh off a win against USC, yeah, Oregon state for real or uh, Arizona state UCLA. It's going to be a fun one. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually think I am going to pick a West coast game. Okay. But I'm going to actually pick one that I think you'd be interested in Sergio. Oh, um, I'm gonna pick some somebody's favorite uh, c- college fantasy quarterback. Um, I'm gonna pick the mm. Nevada Wolfpack, who are going up against the Boise State Broncos. Oh, I'm gonna pick the Nevada Wolfpack to beat Boise State uh, behind the arms and legs, of Carson Strong. I um, love this pick for you. I think it's a fantastic pick. I think people who who um, have kind of kind of dropped in on college football, kind of think that Boise State is still the juggernaut that they once were. And while they're still a good football team, they're just not at that level right now. Um, yeah. Nevada seems like the team in the Mountain West um, right now, or at least in their division. And it's them and Fresno State, in my opinion. And yeah, you know, it looks fun. I, I, yeah. I like that. And speaking of, in the last episode, we talked about how during the Florida bye week, we may have to do some draft conversation. Cars strong. Looking good from Looking a draft good. perspective. Looking good. Also, a uh, weekly Florida State check-in. Um, they play Syracuse this week. At home or 
in the I think it's at the, home. Um, Syracuse was three and one, by the way. I was gonna say, does is Dino Babers on a save my job? It's or not a floor? flashy year, but it's not a bad year for Syracuse so far. The three and one, so mm-hmm. they could win this game. They could, they could. Interesting to say the least. Um, but man, could you imagine Florida State going zero and five? That'd be so tough. That's why I didn't want to pick it because I'm like, I'd love to pick Syracuse or FC for the lulls, but like what it would take for Florida State to go 0-5, I'm not sure if I'm willing to believe in it until I see it. I know. Like, me too. Me too. And I would I would love to believe it. And I would love to see it. But, but I just 0-5 can't. 0-5 is so difficult to accomplish. Like, I know, dude. I know. It's Syri- um, like Syracuse. Come on. Like, and, and speaking of other underachieving Florida teams, Miami played – well, at the, listeners, Miami played yesterday. For us, Miami plays in two days on Thursday. I'm very interested to see how they play against Virginia at home on a Thursday night. Like I'm very curious to see, is Miami up for that? It's going to be a quiet night at Hard Rock. Who knows what it's going, how it is. And is it not all a quiet stuff, night so. at Hard Rock? Bang, bang! <laughs> Tyler from the top rope. You love to see it. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting interesting week for, for games this week. It's stacked lineup, dude. Stacked lineup. Stacked lineup. You, you're going to, there's, there is always going to be a game on that'll interest you this week. Yeah, it, and it's it's very front loaded too. It's like noon, two thirty, three thirty, seven. You know, and then you go to the Gator game at six. So looking great, looking great, Tyler. It seems like we are running out of time. I know this was a shorter episode. Um, the score to date, by the way, I have twenty points. You have fifteen. So let's see if you can make up some ground on that Arkansas game and in Nevada Boise State because everything else we picked the same. So we're going to be equal there. Anything else you want to say before we sign off? Nope. Looking forward to another great week. There's a stacked lineup this week. So there's always going to be something on to interest you. I'm, there's so many games I'm interested in. Um, hopefully we get some shakeups. This this year, it's only four weeks in, but this year is primed for some shakeups now. Absolutely. So shades I, of 2007. I, shades of 2007. I'm excited. I am very excited. It's going to be a fun week. Um, can't wait to see it. I would love to be wrong on this Georgia pick. I would love for Arkansas to win. Um, I would love for Ole Miss to win. I would love it. I would just love the chaos. Um, yeah. But what I need is Cincinnati Bearcats W. That's what Let's we get need. this dub. That's that's a requirement for happiness this weekend. We need this dub. Man, you're um, gonna be so upset if Notre Dame wins. I really, dude, dude. <laughs> Oh, man. You know what? I want to end this on a happy note. I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about my Cincinnati Bearcats and their single-digit secondary. All right? That's what I'm thinking about. That's the good um, stuff. And that's what I'll sign the show off with, Tyler. This has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased, Tyler, but go Gators and go Bearcats. Yeah.